Welcome to The Millionaire's Lawyer, where you'll hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to grow your business and sell it for maximum profitability. If you want to learn lawyer-proven strategies for building and exiting your business, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, J.P. McAvoy, is a business lawyer, college professor, and best-selling author who has been assisting clients start, grow, and sell their businesses for millions of dollars for over 15 years. Will yours be the next? Now here's your host, J.P. McAvoy. Good day, and thanks for being with us. On today's show, we've got Ronnie Deaver, and we're going to talk all things Google. We all know Google. We might not know to the extent to which it's looking at things and organizing things and, and impacting our business as well. Uh, certainly, uh, Google My Business does just that. Here's our conversation with Ronnie Deaver on that subject. Ronnie, thanks so much for joining us from sunny Philly today. Is there actually any sunshine? Does it ever shine there? It does, actually. A lot more than where I used to live up in Boston, where it's snow half the year. But no, it's actually quite shiny here right now. Very nice to hear. Very nice to hear. How long were you in Boston for? About four years when I was a bit younger. I, I uh, chased a woman there and uh, the woman didn't work out, but the city did. And there you go. You got and then my career started. Yeah, you got to see Boston. And what brought you to Philly? Well, I, I chased another woman, but this one became my wife. Uh, so There you go. Very nice. Very nice. I wish I had a better story than that, but that's just the truth, man. Well, that's that's the best kind of story, though, as you say that, right? So, uh, no, that's great. So, uh, nice to be connected here with you. The power of the medium, right? Uh, by podcast and really by, we talk metaverse, we'll get into all these types of things today, but we can now connect this way so readily, as you yeah. say, Boston to Philly. You work all over, don't you? Yeah. So, I've, I've got clients all across the nation. I used to have some Canadian clients. It's pretty much what I do. I mean, it, it works almost anywhere that uh, there are... That Google exists. So uh, maybe not China. The power. Well, exactly. There may be some focus <laughs> on that, which is interesting because we have audience all over the world, a lot in Asia actually as well, which is fascinating and certainly span uh, North America and beyond. We were talking, I guess, just before we started rolling, uh, as we joke, Boston, Philadelphia, but you've also got some te- uh, Texas roots, don't you? Yeah, I'm originally from Texas. And some of my videos, you actually see me wearing like a proper Texas hat and like a Stetson and everything. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And I mean, a lot of people are heading to Texas. Do you, do you think you'll ever make your way back down there? Yeah. So uh, I would be hard pressed to convince my New Jersey wife to move down to Texas. I'd be a little shocked if I could make that happen. But I do think I can get her convinced that we should definitely have like a summer home out there because we neither of us particularly want to be there out in the snow. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's what we do as well. As I say, we split our time between Canada and Florida and soon to be Mexico, but it looks like things as well. So that's the way you do it, especially when work allows, right? And clearly yours does. Take us through how your business has evolved for you. Yeah, man. Well, I, I originally started, you know, working with lawyers like, I mean, four plus years ago, right? And uh, I found a deep love for lawyers. For me, I find lawyers like they, they willingly raise their hand and they say, hey, I'm going to get involved with people at the worst time of their life, right? Whether you're doing family or criminal or even business law, sometimes that's good. That's more, more likely to be good, but often it's like a contract that went south, right? So either way, like people, these people are getting involved. And so I was like, man, I want to help these guys. These people are cool. I really respect what they do. Um, so anyways, worked with lawyers for four years, worked with another agency, learned a lot, and then found out throughout that I was like, hey, you know, all this other stuff, Facebook ads, LinkedIn, all these different things you can do, TikTok, et cetera, it's all cool. But I just did the data tracking and I found on 200 campaigns that 60 to 80% of all call volume could be directly or indirectly attributed to just Google My Business. Just a mm-hmm. one, pra- one platform, Google My Business. And I was like, why am I doing anything else? Like, why I don't understand. Why would I do anything else until I maximize that? And then I was like, I got to go do my own thing. And I launched my own thing to really focus on Google My Business and later on added Google Ads. So that's where I've been almost a year now since I started my business. Really focused on Google My Business. I see the results. So obviously, I know uh, that uh, others do as well. Why is it so powerful? 
Yeah. I mean, in terms of, you know, why does it actually drive revenue is at the end of the day, like Google My Business, it only shows up on search terms where people have literally said, I need a lawyer right now. Right. So if they haven't typed in a search that says, I need a lawyer right now, lawyer near me, lawyer this city, whatever, it doesn't show up. Right. So it's only showing up for the people who need a lawyer right now. And the other thing is, is just as a platform, the cool thing about Google is it's it's pretty much the only place that you can either pay to advertise or put effort to be on where people are directly raising their hand and saying, I need a lawyer. They already have that intent. Right. If you go on a Facebook ad, you're like, you're going to convince somebody they need a service they don't know they need. Right. They're not on Facebook for face, you know, to, to look at your ad. That's not the reason they're there. But when somebody goes on Google, they very much have an intention to do to hire somebody, to look for somebody. Right. And so for me, it's just it's the most direct platform you can be on. And until you maximize that out, like there's a lot of opportunity and low-hanging fruit. Like, again, I'm not saying you can't make money on Facebook ads. I'm not saying you can't make money on LinkedIn ads or anything. There's plenty of money to be made there. But why would you go to the people you have to convince first? When you could go straight to the people who've already said, hey, I need a lawyer right now and get as much as you can from that low hanging fruit before you start adding on top yeah, of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So start, you know, first things first, right? So, okay. So what's the right way to do that? Other than working with you, I guess you've got a program where you'll work with people, obviously. Yeah. So what, what are some of the tips and tricks? What other than working with you or what should, what do people need to be doing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not that complex. At the end of the day, I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, if you hire me, you hire me for one reason only. I do the grunt work you don't want to do. That's it. We just do a bunch of grunt work. So it's not black magic. It's no, there's no trick. So for you go into Google My Business profile and you find everything you can do to prove to them that you like Google. Okay. So you can go in, you can make posts, you can make photos, you can actually upload questions and answers. We add thousands of keywords to the profile every year just by adding our own questions and answers. You can add hundreds of products, you can add hundreds of services, you can break out everything you do into subcategories. So for example, a drug crime lawyer is not just drug crime. It's also marijuana crime, meth crime, Xanax mm -hmm. crime, cocaine crime, right? You can break this out and you can just prove to Google in no uncertain terms that you're an expert in everything that you do. And the more effort you put into that profile, the more they're going to reward you with higher rankings, more market share, and ultimately more call volume. Makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense. Uh, and so when you say that groundwork, how does that, what does an engagement typically look like? So with us, I mean, that, a lot of what I just said, right? We'll, we'll do all that work for you. I mean, yeah. you, you know, making four posts a month, uploading four photos a month, adding 10 Q&As a month, doing the initial setup of adding 100 products, 100 services, right? Just literally putting that grunt work in both in the initial setup as well as an ongoing basis. Now, the other thing that's a huge factor here is that reviews are actually like 35% of the ranking factor, mm. okay? So reviews are critical and most businesses, especially lawyers, are so resistant to put the effort in to get reviews. And I get it. Like you're a criminal lawyer. You're helping people out. Like, I don't want to leave a review about my sex crime that I was just in. Like, yeah. I, I get it. Like, it's hard. But the biggest myth I see from lawyers is they think that they can only get reviews from paying clients. And that's not true. The only requirement is, and this is my big pro tip for everyone listening, is that your only requirement is you have to get reviews from people you gave legitimate value to. Okay. Mm. And that doesn't mean paid. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's okay, it's a problem if it's free. So for example, I have estate planning lawyers, but they go into nursing homes, right? Every three months, right? And they're going to go meet in front of 60 people to do a two hour seminar. And they get four or five clients out of it. And they're great. And they're happy. But then I say, Hey, at the end of that seminar, you're already there. Ask all 60 attendees to leave a review. And mm. then they'll get 15 to 20 people to leave a review right then and there every three months for something they're already doing. 
That's why I said you say providing that value. Uh, it just makes sense to go ahead and uh, you know. You gave them two ask. hours of your time. You gave them two hours of your time. Ask, yeah. Here's, how, here's how you can give back. Exactly. So you can do that on free consultations. So if you spend thirty minutes on a consultation, or much worse, an hour, which I don't recommend, but if you do, right, <laughs> you can get a review from that. Um, if you've taught anybody, if you've given it free advice to friends and family, I mean, anyone that you've given legitimate legal value to, ask for a review. There's tons of ways other than just paying clients. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And this just works for, I mean, not just for lawyers, for all businesses, really. Oh, that's everyone. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, it pays. Because here's the thing I tell everybody all the time all roads lead to Google My Business, especially for services. Because here's the thing you're running that Facebook ad, you're running the service ad. Heck, you're even running that billboard ad. Okay. At the end of the day, what's somebody going to do? They're going to see your name. They're going to go before they ever hire you, they're going to Google you and they're going to find your reviews and they're going to read your reviews. And where are your reviews? It's on your Google My Business profile. So all roads lead to Google My Business, even if you're running other campaigns. So get yeah. those reviews. I love it, Ronnie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's 35%. What uh, comprises the other? Yeah. So the other kind of like 65% is a lot of that grunt work I just told you about. Mm-hmm. And then the other bit that we haven't covered much here, I can't give an exact percentage for it because Google keeps this all a little bit of a mystery. But the other factor here is your on-page SEO, which is basically just how well optimized is your basic website, right? right? So, because here's what happens. Google My Business scans your website all the time, trying to understand what are you actually an expert in, okay? So it's easy to say you're an estate planning lawyer, but just saying that doesn't really prove to Google that you're an expert. But if you're an estate planning lawyer and you have an individual page for wills, an individual page with a thousand words on it for trust, another page for probate, another page for estate administration, and you really you know, just have that content there, Google can scan all that and they can understand what you're legitimately an expert in. And the more they think you're good at what they, you do, the more you're going to rank highly. And again, the more call volume you're going to get. Because at the end of the day, Google's trying to find out who's the best person who's going to help my clients, their users, mm-hmm. get the best result. Right. And so they're always trying to evaluate you. Are you actually somebody I should send people to? Are you actually going to help these people? Are my users going to be happy if I sent traffic to you? Right. That's what they're trying to do. So you're always trying to prove to Google, yes, I am the person that you 100% want to send your your users to because I'll treat them the way you want them to be treated. Fair enough. I mean, I guess in that sense, Google is doing a service or doing doing good by all. Yeah. I mean, he goes a little crazier than that. This is like, can this is kind of like an expert pro tip thing here again? The Google knows a lot. All right. So the kind of final factor here that I'd say it isn't really discussed much. Google tracks these calls. All right. So for example, they know, especially if you have call tracking turned on, because that's an option in Google business now, they know if somebody called you, didn't talk to you, and then went back to Google and called somebody else. Like they have that information. Yeah, they're watching that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So so Google knows if you're a bad result. Like I've had clients before where they lose rankings just because they stopped answering the phone for a month, right? Because Google knows. Google knows you're not answering your phone. You're not giving the help they want. They didn't schedule. They didn't spend enough time. And when you have the call tracking turned on, they even know how long the call is. And I wouldn't be shocked. And I don't know this. This is hearsay. This is just total conspiracy. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if they do sentiment analysis where they, like an Alexa does, where they look for little keywords and stuff right? Where they're even doing a bit of analysis on the actual call itself for how good you're doing. But regardless, I do know whether you answer your call, how long those calls are actually impacts whether or not Google wants to keep showing you. Because if they rank you and people call back to another firm in 30 seconds, they know you're not a good result. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. It hasn't turned. That's so interesting to think. And is it wise to have that turned on in your Google My Business? I don't. I don't like it. I don't like giving them that data personally. It's not too bad if you're very confident in your phone answering, but I find it more risk than it's worth. Yeah. So personally, you know, it really depends on the situation. I mean, a lot of my clients, I make a big deal. I'm like, hey, man, you got to have at least call answering. Like, I really don't like sending calls straight to the business owner. That is the most unreliable thing you could do. Yes. You got other things to do. 
So if you have call answering and your calls are reliably answered and you've missed very few calls, sure, turn it on. And then it's just extra data. It might help, it might not, but it's probably not going to hurt you as long as your phone's being answered. And I guess just do it consciously, I think is what we're saying from here. Like Basically just yeah. do it knowing that Google's watching, yeah. right? Like, because yeah, exactly. the one thing you're like, oh, the data's cool. Like it's cool to know the calls. I'm like, yeah, the data's cool, but it's Google knows that now, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so just, just do it knowing that that's what's happening. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, a couple of pro tips there for sure. This is constantly talk of these algorithms and the way they're doing things. It's constantly in a state of flux, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, and you can't, you can't keep up with, it. there's no science because they won't tell you the science. It's just kind of an art, you know, of, yep. Yep. Of, of trying to find out what works and what doesn't. And basically what I found is anywhere you can put more effort into the profile, put more effort and it's going to work. Right? right. Like at the, at the end yep. of the day, as I said, Google likes Google. I found that to be my like guiding light with what works. Yeah. And you're saying as well, which is, I think, I think great to hear or no bowl, right? Uh, it's putting the time and putting the effort into it and deciding you can either do it yourself or, or ask for some help, right? You're able to provide that help. What is what is a typical engagement with you look like? Yeah. So for me, a lot of my clients, they start with me, one of two packages, right? We'll either start with just doing Google My Business. And I can do that in some in a, in a lot of markets, especially if you don't already have a lot of presence. Mm-hmm. And so with just Google My Business only, campaigns like that, they start at around like $1,500 a month. Mm-hmm. If you already are in like an established market where there's a lot of competition, doing Google My Business only, it's going to take some time to get that profitable right? Just because you're only going to get so much market share so quickly. And so then what we do is we say, hey, let's do Google My Business and Google Ads. And there's a beautiful synergy between the two things. Because one, you're doing more things that Google likes, especially giving them money directly. And again, conspiracy hearsay, I have found that if you run Google Ads, your Google My Business profile just happens to do better. Yeah, no surprise there. (laughs) No surprise there. Don't know why, but it does. Now, the legit path there would be, as I said, all roads lead to Google My Business. So you run that Google ad, inevitably, somewhere like 20% of those people, you pay for those clicks. They do go branded search, Google your profile later and find it. So it actually has like a, a positive effect on your overall business profile. But regardless, if you're in a very competitive market where you're already, it's pretty well saturated, then I might say, hey, we need to do both Google My Business and Google ads so that we can maintain them. I don't know if you missed all this, but we actually maintain a three-month guarantee where we guarantee the campaign's profitable in three months or less. Or we work for free until it is. Uh, so how do you do that? That's interesting because uh, a lot of people wouldn't offer, you know, or wouldn't put their money, the, the money to their mouth that way. Yeah. I mean, really just comes down to the data. Again, I've just ran a lot of campaigns completely blunt. I wouldn't offer a guarantee. I thought I had to fulfill that often. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't. Basically, what I found is 75% of my clients within three months, like we're profitable. It's no problem at all. Then within maybe another 10, 15, within the first month of working free after that, we're back to fully profitable and we just keep going from there. And I've only had like 5%, not even 5% of people, way less than that, probably make it to, to month two, much less to month three. So I've never once had to do a full refund. Right, right, but right. What I, but what I like about it, especially with a potential you know recession coming up, is that like a big thing that's very important to me, just on like how I want to run business, is I want the campaign to be profitable in like that short time frame of three months so that we can sustain it over the long run. Right, like we're not going to get all the results in three months. That we, that's possible, but if we can get it profitable and sustainable in three months, well, then we can sustain it for the next twelve to twenty-four months, and then we can hit the major gains that are yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Well, that's great, uh, Ronnie. I understand what you're doing with this. What other kind of stuff do you have going on in your life right now? Like personal, professional. We want to dive into. Yeah, let's go uh, personal. Actually, yeah. So I'm actually getting married in September. So this, as you said, chase the girl, and it's actually getting married. Well, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely skipped a little ahead calling her my wife, but it was just yeah, <laughs> easy. No, I hear you. Good for you. That's fantastic. And are you doing that? Where's, where's the wedding going to be? It's actually going to be in Texas. So I have a lot of family out in Texas. So I was able to convince her to at least do the wedding at out there. At least do the wedding there. Good show. <laughs> well, good for you. That's very exciting. Actually, September and uh, 
you mentioned this, you know, the recession, right? Yeah. Because I think it informs all of our conversations. So it's great as we flip the personal and think it, it's going to impact business. It's going to impact, uh, obviously, personal. You're planning a, a wedding probably at a good time, frankly. Uh, well, it depends. We'll have to see. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think of where we're, I mean, we've come out of COVID. Yep. Or come out. I guess we can say that, right? Would you say the same thing now? Well, certainly Texas you... came out. <laughs> Texas yeah. came out a while back. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, from that perspective, you're not going to have an issue that way. And then, or you would suspect no issue that way. And then I think uh, in terms of where the economy is going to be, I mean, I think obviously we're getting some hiccups right now. What do you think the future holds for the economy? Yeah, I, I won't pretend to be an expert in it, but I certainly expect, I have a theory with running business is that the name of the game is it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. And so like we always see in cycles, I think some people say like every 10 years, you go up every 10 years, you go down, just cycling back and forth on mm. average. I'm curious to see you know, how many businesses, both within lawyers or within any of these businesses, are prepared to survive the next downhill, right? The next yes. like things are going to get hard. And that, that's the thing I'm prepping myself for and why it matters so much that we have this guarantee and that we're so devoted to profitability, yep. right? Yep. Both for ourselves, right? Because it's a standard we put ourselves to like, hey, if I can actually do this, if I make a product that actually makes money, well, then in a recession, that's exactly what you want, right? <laughs> like a service that reliably makes you money. Nobody wants to take risk, right? So I want to minimize that risk. But also it feels like it, it helps future-proof me a little bit and it helps, it helps future-proof my clients, right? Like we talked about, so they can sustain it over the long run. But I expect any of these marketing firms that are just basically a commodity and any of these services that are just a commodity where they're just competing on price and, and nothing else, I, I expect we're going to see a lot of uh, dead businesses over the next couple of years. Yeah. And that's the way that things do shake uh, shake down. So you're right. I think you're quite wise from you know from that perspective to be planning for it and, and business owners need to be. Yeah. I want to make it through, man. I want to, I want to survive yeah. Yeah. so I can thrive. That's right. That's the way to go. Well, that's great. If people are interested in uh, knowing more, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. The easiest way to contact me is at rdiver, that's R as in Roger, D as in dog, E-A, V as in Victor, E-R, at noblemarketing.co. That's not .com. I will get that domain soon, but no, it's .co for now. Fair enough. That's great. Ronnie, really appreciate this. Appreciate your time here. And uh, certainly anybody listening, do reach out. Uh, we'd like to end these shows with something that we can drop, something that one person perhaps listening, maybe driving right now can take with them through the rest of the day, the rest of the week, something that's motivated you, something that's worked for you that perhaps you could pass along. Yeah. So I think the thing that's motivated me the most in business was realizing that I had to build a business that works for me and that I can sustain over the long run. There's a lot of business advice out there on how to run a business the quote unquote right way. But if that right way, for whatever reason, means that you're miserable or unhappy, you're going to burn out and your business is going to die long before that whatever benefit you were ever going to get from how to run the business, quote unquote, the right way. Right. So for example, I'm people tell me all the time, I should be doing cold calling all the time. And I'm like, yeah, but that makes me miserable. And I would quit my business. Right? <laughs> I don't want to do so that. Exactly. I don't want to do it. And so my advice to anybody with business, especially going into a recession where, again, the name of the game is, is just surviving long enough, right? So that you can hit those opportunities for growth is make sure you're building a business that you actually love and only doing things in a way that you like. If you don't want to do cold email, don't do cold email. If you don't want to do Google My Business, don't do it. Find another way. If, if Facebook ads scare you, Facebook ads freak me out. Like I can't do them. Like I'm going to I'm gonna do them eventually, but I got to go real slow about it because I get real antsy about it, right? So it's not a good way for me to run my business. And so I don't, I don't follow the convention. I follow what actually makes me comfortable so that I can survive the long run. Oh, Ronnie, that's great. That's great philosophy for business, a great philosophy for life as well. So uh, much appreciate that. Appreciate your time here today. 
anybody listening interested, please do reach out to him. And uh, Ronnie, all the best for the upcoming numptuals as well. I look forward to hearing about that and maybe having you again on the show to hear how that went and how business has evolved for you through what we expect to perhaps be a little bit of a downturn. But as you say, these are cycles and we all come out the other end if we plan for it properly. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The Millionaire's Lawyer. Please subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. To get your business millionaire assessed and to access the wide variety of resources that we offer in addition to this podcast, go to jpmcavoy.com. That's jpmcavoy.com.